Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Andre. And I'm Kyle. And you're listening to Andre the Attic. Good morning, Fayetteville, North Carolina. I am Andre. And I'm Kyle. And we're here to discuss um, our social life, you know, going into the past series of the pre-pandemic, post-pandemic series. And um, this episode is going to touch on a few things, whether how our social life was impacted because of the COVID or how we had it blossom more. Yeah. And it's real interesting considering um, our last episode, we kind of talked about the technology difference um, and kind of what that sparked and what that really brought forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of really excited to, to switch gears a little bit outside of what opportunities did COVID give us? How did that hinder or help us? And kind of talk about a little bit more on how it hit us closer to home mm -hmm. i mean you, you can't get closer to home than what covid forced on all of mm -hmm. us so yep um so yeah let's let's go ahead and dive into that one andre awesome so i just want to take a rewind and take a look back at um let's go back to our trip what was that in january the, january 2020 the the one we did in pennsylvania the brew fest? yes the, yeah we did that brew tour yeah we we had if i remember correctly we had heard stories we're like oh no this is gonna come over this is gonna happen really soon so a couple of us got together and yep. we said hey let's let's drive like two hours out and mm -hmm. just start hitting all the places on the way back through yeah mm -hmm. that was an awesome trip that was probably one of the most fun things i think we did yeah. as a group um and yeah, in a really long time. And honestly, it wasn't it wasn't that much after that. I think it may have, may have been another two, three weeks where. Dude, I think it was like three days. Yeah, I think about three days after because we did that on a Saturday and that Monday or Tuesday, everything shut down. Yeah, it was wild. It was like we all just went into an episode of of Under the Dome. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. What a reference. Yeah. Stephen King. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because that so that's a great way to, to kind of introduce this topic because we when we did um, that brew tour, it was now everyone had knew that COVID was coming along at the, all the um, companies, they were all starting to prepare for it as much as they could, yep. you know, but we, we got a group of people together, we went to all of these public places, public breweries, um, to get all of their their local beers, their mm -hmm. local foods. Every place we went was filled. Yep. And and to think three days after that, we went into complete shutdown. That that's in Pennsylvania. Everything yep. had ended at that point. Um mm -hmm. and I wanted it was January, February, I can't remember. Yeah. Now, um granted, this was Pennsylvania. You know, I don't know how it was down here in North Carolina. I do know things were um I, I delayed. Mm -hmm. Like um see different states took different action on when they wanted to close things down well and realistically because my wife and i we moved down september of that year yep. if i'm not mistaken so about eight months uh or so later and everything was still open when yeah. we when we started coming down and doing visits uh you know to kind of explore houses and the neighborhoods and stuff like that uh we walked into restaurants. We weren't required to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was a little bit of a culture shock after like six, seven months of, yeah. you know, you would get screamed at if your nose was out of your mask. And then we yeah. came here to North Carolina and there was nothing. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And then, of course, shortly after we moved here, the, 
is when everything shut down for a small period of time. Yeah. But yeah. That's, um, I just want to focus on how, um, when everything first started closing and what I, what, what were we doing to try to like, kind of like maintain our, our, just our humane life, like being able to still be social with somebody and not be afraid of, of like passing on the vid. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Cause that was scary. Like it was a, it was a very vulnerable time for someone to, to uh, even go to the gym or go to a park without, you know, having that fear. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to think back uh, when that first happened. I, if I remember correctly, you know, work kind of shut down uh, for all of us for not very long. It was just long enough so they could start to figure it out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we immediately went to Lowe's uh-huh. as soon as they opened back up and the three of us and we and we built a garden box. Yeah, if I'm remembering that correctly. So that I think I think people just did whatever they could just to survive their mental health at that point in time. Yep. You know, when, when the world around you says, Hey, don't leave your house. Mm -hmm. Um, and individuals who weren't in like emergency necessary jobs, you know, they literally had nowhere to go and nothing to do. Yeah. And it's funny how like the previous episode, how we had brought up technology because at that point, that was really the thing that people had used to, maintain and connection with yeah that that was it their uh friends i mean because there was and i think we talked about it uh during the last episode that while a lot of these technology platforms were they existed they were out there they weren't accessible or being used the way they are now by us the people who are not in the tech world so i think of um microsoft teams i think of um doxy.me and some of these other platforms um you know, that, that were kind of created out of that, but yeah, they, there was a lot of, there was a lot of Xbox live. I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember getting a lot of texts from, uh, Tyree and from buttons kind of mm-hmm. be like, Hey, hop on Madden, let's play. So I remember a lot of a that, a lot happened. of Madden play. <laughs> I mean, when you got nothing else to do <laughs> and you can't leave your house, uh, you think that everyone leaned on what they had, yep. but I feel like that only lasts so long. It lasted a good while. I mean, I, I remember for for the longest time, you were you would park your park your butt on the couch oh, yeah. and you would play Skyrim. Oh, I have for the longest time. I'm like, okay, you know, Kyle, I understand. I, I understand it's your day off and all, but <laughs> my gosh, day off, man, that was that was a week off. But yeah, no, that was great because that actually gave me an opportunity because you know I've and I talked about it last episode. I'm an extrovert. I very much thrive on being out communicating with people and engaging with people. Um, I love you. I love my wife. You know, I was fine being trapped in the house with y'all, but I, I typically need a lot more outside interaction. So it was different for me to kind of literally be forced into the other side. And I felt all right for the first, you know, a little bit, luckily my work reopened and I kind of had to go out and continue to provide therapy and all that. So, I at least had that, um, but I can only imagine where my own mental health would have been if I would have been stuck still just playing Skyrim yep. all day. Now, I love Skyrim. I can get on a binge play, but if it goes more than a week, it's not mm-hmm. healthy for me anymore. Well, between that and also Assassin's Creed. That Assassin's, was, yeah. 
that was your other go-to. Yeah. But besides that, we're not we're, we're not here to talk about games. I mean, I could, but that's, <laughs> that's not today's topic. That's a different um, thing. But let's let's take a look to see how uh, how we felt about the whole aspect of wearing a mask everywhere we went. You know, but if I know some people who would walk out their front door and put a, a mask up, mm-hmm. um, but just back when restaurants were opening back up for to go orders only like and that that was brand new yeah um that was we talked about it off air how uh some of the breweries one of the breweries up in um bloomsburg pennsylvania you could go and you could get a beer to go because some of the laws had changed you know and it was it was expected that you were taking it home and drinking it, not yep. drinking it on the road to be clear. But, um, <laughs> but that was something that was kind of introduced and yep. something that was new. But yeah, so I, I think back from, for me, because I remember the whole pandemic thing started, we were like, let's get some fabric. Let's make our own mask. And I had, cause I had that, uh, big, that big long beard going on that COVID beard. Yep. And, um, <laughs> I remember making a mask because every mask I tried to put on gave me a giant crease yep. down in my beard and you just had hair sticking out. It was disgusting. Looking. <laughs> um, yep. I had one, it almost like it went up around my ears, but it didn't really have a bottom strap. It didn't yeah. press um, it, but it was real long, almost bandana style. Uh-huh. And obviously the CDC would not like my mask. They would not agree with my mask. Yep. But then I also think about some of the other things that we saw early COVID days. Um, thinking about I've seen underwear on people's heads. Um, you know, I've seen uh I think I saw someone take a, a crop top and just like put a the, scrunchie in the, the back. Big, the, the biggest thing I seen was really bandanas. Lots and lots, lots of bandanas. bandanas. Um but yeah, besides the matter, um, I feel like the biggest turn turning point when um, we were getting into the real uh, pandemic was when the restaurants and bars started to open again. Mm-hmm. Because just the idea of being able to go out in public and see people mm-hmm. was great um i mean i'm sure pe- like our previous guest before uh two weeks ago she would beg to differ but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she she very much enjoyed being inside <laughs> but you know and then the cool thing was is that we were able to go out but then at the same time it's like back then they used to have uh parts of restaurants that were closed off because mm-hmm. of the whole six feet apart thing uh, tables are closed off so meanwhile you're looking at an empty restaurant but at the same time it's at max capacity that was their full capacity yeah. well and then not to mention there's also the staffing shortage that went along with that but i think one yep. of the things that didn't make sense to me and, and still don't make sense to me is why the rules were implemented that you you had to wear your mask in right and you know and you went and you sat down yep but then you could take your mask off as soon as soon as you sat down you were that, co- that free Right. It still doesn't make sense to me. So I I really go back and it's it's a matter of kind of reflecting on how much of what was going on then was being done because of the economic impacts and what what the companies just had to do or they were going to lose their livelihoods, Mm -hmm. Um, not including the big restaurants. I'm talking more local places, but um, the, the thought of having their livelihood 
and then also following the rules that are being placed by the each, each individual state ran differently. Mm-hmm. Um, big differences from Pennsylvania to North Carolina and how the pandemic was handled. And, um, and the CDC was back and forth. Yep. I think that was the, that was probably one of the most frustrating things for me yeah. um, in living my life through the pandemic was the back and forth of mm-hmm. the CDC. So it, it was very frustrating because one week we were told this mm-hmm. and then there'd be um, 50 news articles within yeah. the first hour yeah. that were pointing out contradictions or extremist theories or conspiracy theories. Like there was so much information being thrown at us. Yep. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. So let's take a look back at, um, that's, that's a fair point though, Kyle. Um, just being laid out all this information, not knowing what to do with it. Just trying to just go with, go with it. And, See how it goes, I guess. Um, but let's go. Let's look at an, a big event that happened in 2020. Can you think of something that happened in 2020 that we attended um, during heavy COVID time? Did, did we do the booby bash that year? I don't think we did. When was Button's wedding? Was that 2019 or 20? That was 2019. That was Button. Button's got married. But, Buttons, please don't yell at us if we're wrong. I think Button's got married before COVID because <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, that situation. I'm trying to look at our fact checker to see um, that we're correct in 2019. Uh, our facts are still being checked. So yeah, we're unclear. But I know I know there was an event that happened in 2020 where we were skeptical of going because of the fact of being around. Right. People what? that we know, which is a scary part. But, you know, because we weren't in their bubble, mm-hmm. particularly. Mm hmm that we were hesitant of doing it. I just can't think of that event right now. Yeah, I can't either because realistically, if you, if you got to an exposure, um, you know, luckily all, all of the companies that we worked for really kind of took care of us and, and worked with us through that, that whole time period. Yeah. Um, but I think back to, um, now I lost my train of thought, but, um, <laughs> our companies really took, took care of us. But I think back to some of the other individuals, um, that if they would have been exposed, yeah, you know, who's who's to say they they would have had anything more than what they already had saved up. Yeah. I know a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs and were unable to. 2019. We are correct. But what it was 2019. All Sorry, right. Buttons. <laughs> um but yeah, so you know, I really think back and it, it, it was terrifying, e- even if you because there's all kinds of people that we know that, you know, really didn't care about COVID, weren't afraid of it. Yeah. Um, just weird things happening. The world was in a really strange place at that yeah. point in time. But um, it even got stranger when the vaccine started. coming. I out. don't want to. We're not going there yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think back, like, even if they're not actually afraid of, of COVID, I think back to like the the livelihoods that were affected by the rules and the things that were put in place and mm-hmm. you know and really what that did to people everyone had to be cautious like yep. you didn't have a chance it, it really took away the the freedom to socialize yep. you know the the drive to socialize wasn't there because if you even if you really wanted to mm-hmm. engage with others in, in a in being a social person in a social way, you you were you had to think 
it really yeah. through. You had to plan it. Like if I socialize on a Wednesday and if I take Thursday, Friday off, I'll, I'll be able to monitor my symptoms before yeah. I come back on a Sunday. Yeah. And, and then determine if I can go to work on it. Like it, it was scary. It was a lot of work Yeah. just to see somebody, even if you remain masked six feet apart and outside, yeah. it, it was, it was nerve wracking. It was exhausting. Yeah. So Kyle, I think I got the event that took place in 2020. What? Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I'm right. We'll double check with our fact checker. Homecoming 2020. Did we go? I have no idea. I don't. Fact checker says no. I have no idea. But that might have been something now, we were considering. I am, I'm interested in, to see. From, no, because we moved. Yes, we did move. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. But I am interested to know from the Brotherhood how that went during that time was it was it held you know i don't think they held it that year if i'm not mistaken i think they ended up canceling it huh. for the first time yeah or if if not it was more like uh impromptu real real personal you know i i wish i wish we kind of would have had a guest on to talk about this and i i guess um our last guest krista talked about it a little bit on what college was like mm -hmm. through COVID. So if I remember uh, correctly, and Krista, please correct me if uh, I'm misquoting you or, or <laughs> misrepresenting what you had shared. Yeah. Um, but she she went to school expecting it to be face to face. And she said she felt a huge gap. Yeah. Um, and, and she's an introvert and still felt a huge gap in her life mm -hmm. um, from that change in educational experience. Yeah. So I think about and she went to a, a a, a more popular school here in North Carolina where we went to a really small school in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. yep. And I can only imagine the, um, some of the disparities that were kind of seen yeah. through that and, and what those individuals had to go through. If I'm not mistaken, they still had to pay their housing mm -hmm. costs and all that, even though they weren't there. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't imagine can can you imagine us in college being trapped in our houses, like in our rooms, not not engaging? Like Greek life took a big there's, hit. Yeah, there's there's no life. There's no there's no life there. Um, I I can't even fathom. I can't even think of what that would be like because we didn't go through it. Yeah, it's crazy. To like me. there's there's no there's no like uh, uh oh um. Let's all go to a mixer and everyone's max mask up. <laughs> you might as well go to a, a damn masquerade party where it's COVID free. That would have been more fun. But yeah, part. But on that note, I'm going to put us on a break. That yeah. way I can really think to see what happened in 2020. That was kind of a turning point and getting back to socialization in 2021. Okay. So at this point, we're going to go ahead and take our break. So Hey, hopefully you like what you hear so far. Make sure you hit that like and share button and we'll see you on the other side. All right. And we're back with Andre's Attic. And um, so I was just at a little brief break just to kind of clarify these um, events that took place during um, mid 2020 to late 2020. Yeah, that long ago that our, our minds became mush. We're like, did we do anything during yeah. the entire COVID? And honestly, as I'm scrolling through my camera roll, I'm like, I just see a lot of beer. 
Well, yeah, yeah. You, you went on a real big, <laughs> a lot of breweries. Yeah, you went on a real big run of getting craft IPA beers and um, trying a different beer almost every day. Yeah, you you had set some kind of untapped goal uh, to to try so many. Well, uh, because during that time, like there was not much really to do. There was nothing to do. So. But one one of the things we discovered um, <laughs> during the break that became really popular, and I don't know how we didn't think about this, but outdoor life, yeah, um, camping, hiking, uh, all of those type of outdoor extracurricular activities got immensely populated, uh, popular. So I think back the the price of tents and campers and all that almost doubled mm-hmm. during COVID time because the demand for them were so high because everyone's like, I'm sick of being in my house. I'm going to take my bubble out into the world to other places. So um, we had done a lot of fires just in our backyard. Yeah. uh, Through that was, that was pretty much our outlet. Yeah. For the six month shutdown, that was it. I mean, it was our bubble. And I, I think that's the time period. I took my crappy little Chrysler car and I found on Facebook marketplace, some lady was like, if you can take the wood, it's yours. Yeah. And like, it was just a tree yeah. had fallen down in her backyard. I that. And I loaded my, my Chrysler had so much sap in it from this tree that was yeah. like being cut up and just out there in a mask. And I loaded up every inch of my, I swear the tires were rubbing yeah. on the, the wheel. Well, um, just to fund yeah. our, our fires because we were having them daily. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, those fires was definitely our, that was our way of just staying together, not only with not only with just ourselves, but um, the people from from like around the, the neighborhood that we, that we were close to that we weren't afraid of. Yeah, being the, the people whose bubbles looked similar to ours, but were like, you're isolating. Yeah. I know that I know I'm isolating. So yeah okay we can go ahead and jump yeah. back in here and yeah like i remember uh your mom and um what's his name came down jed jed yeah, yeah. jed came jed down came up, yeah that was a that was a good time yeah it was and i think about uh yeah because that was the trip uh that we all went i don't think you guys came with us but we took my mom hiking to ricketts glad and she hated it she I thought mean, it was I, beautiful. I have pictures of it so i guess i like did, did you go i think so like Why do i, I have, not I, remember I have it in my camera roll I have a recording of the of the waterfall happening. <laughs> I don't. You you must have come with us. I don't yeah. remember that. But uh, there is just one day I have it in my camera roll that 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 comes to mind. It was uh, August 29, twenty twenty, and it was about that time where uh, this one popular brewery that's in Berwick, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, Berwick Berwick Brewery, and. Uh, they had awesome pizza. Oh, I love their great pizza. beer. Oh my gosh! I wish I, I wish we can go back. I wish they had one down here. Uh, that's yeah. how good it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. But yeah, that was um in August. That was the going away yeah. party that we had put together because you know my wife and I were getting ready to move down here. Yep. Um, hey, Bri. Uh, but we were getting ready to move down here, so we had uh, what was it? Dauber came out. Bo, I think Bo Buttons. Yep. yep. Um, and a bunch of us went out there. And uh, I think we had, I don't remember if the inside was, I think it was the same thing. You had to wear the mask to go yeah. in. And then once you were sitting down. A lot of times outside seating was the preferred. Yeah, because that's of, that's where we yeah. had hung out because of it. But yeah, I mean, 
so thinking about some of the the crazy things that happened during COVID and how that kind of changed everyone's social life, you know, I, what do we see sticking around? Yeah. What what has changed? What social life looks like now versus pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. So what what are your thoughts, Andre? What are something you see that still sticks around from those times? What what has what effects are left on us? Um. Let's see. Oh, I, I definitely see, um, mm, that's a rough one, Kyle, because (laughs) honestly, like you, like you try not to linger on what, like what changes for during that time. Um, I definitely, I definitely see a lot more, um, takeout happening. Yeah. I, 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 I I don't see as much, um, reservations taking place yeah i think the i think the restaurant industry is still recovering yeah from that um i feel like they're still slowed down um and i think yeah i think as social life has changed in the sense that it's people are more willing now to stay home than ever before yeah um and one of the things i'm, I'm really seeing in a lot of the younger populations and I'm not talking like 21 or, or I'm talking kids that were, should have been going to school at five, six, seven years old mm-hmm. during that time period. And for many of them, I see a drastic difference between uh, them functioning in social settings mm-hmm. versus um, others. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of, I see more, kids that are just unsure of themselves there's not nearly as much confidence in them which isn't necessarily a bad thing some of lots of kids have too much confidence Mm -hmm. um ends up hurting them but um yeah i just see a big difference in socialization skills but from one to another um and then i thought this was going to be hard to top but i'm also seeing a big increase in the video game usage not to the point of like playing to have fun but a point that they cannot turn off at all. Mm-hmm. It's constant running of of yeah something. Yeah. And I also feel like um the technology aspect also hit the social life hard because um I don't I know I had brought this up in, in the last episode, but the use of TikTok mm-hmm. has went I don't even know. Like, I have a TikTok, and I don't really use it that much. But when, when did TikTok start? And, and during, not like because originally it was something else. It was uh, it was called something else before it was TikTok. I don't know, but I just know that that's definitely a way that that the younger generation and, and even our generation, yeah, communicate with their their friends is, mm-hmm. or just communicate in general because that's they, it's it's a new way. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it it's hard to kind of determine whether that is pandemic related or just kind of evolution of social media and kind of yeah. turning into the next trend, the next thing yeah. that becomes immensely popular from MySpace to Facebook to Instagram to yeah, I don't know what came after that, <laughs> but yeah, um, what else we got here? Um... So, and I think one of the other things I, I see with socialization is people are more timid to engage with strangers than what they used to be, you know, cause it, it, 
I think back, it used to be nothing to be able to, uh, you walk in a bar, you talk to anyone, no big deal. Yeah. At least for extroverts. Um, and I think now it's a lot more, and, and this is still something that's lingering. It definitely didn't happen during COVID, but I see a, there's a lot less new friends being made mm-hmm. through random circumstances. Um, whether that is because, you know, they're wearing masks. And so that's, they are like, Oh, I want to respect your personal space. Mm-hmm. You also might not be feeling well, which is why you have a mask on. So I'm going to just stay over here or, you know, I just see less random encounters happening. Yeah. Which I know for, um, my wife would say is perfectly mm-hmm. fine. That happens. And I'd say she's she's happy it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I would also say, you know, our last guest, Krista, is probably like, hey, I don't know you. Don't talk to me. Yeah. So, so there's lots of people I'm sure that are happy about that change. I do want to take a segue and just ask you a question. Yeah. So you you got married during COVID, correct? Uh, it is 2023. So yeah, technically it was like the tail end of, of COVID. Um, the restrictions were all lifted, but we, when we were planning our wedding, yeah, we had to keep it like under a certain number. There had to be like some sort of like thought about like, like in back of your head knowing that. Oh yeah. Um, this is still happening whether we like it or not. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was definitely something. I mean, and it, we got, we got really lucky. A lot of people's weddings got screwed. Um, I think about uh, friends of ours who originally had a wedding and then COVID happened. And so they couldn't have their wedding. So they just had it in their backyard, mm-hmm. but they had already paid for the venue and everything. And it got pushed out. And so they had to have a second wedding um, because it, it was already paid for. Uh, they got screwed out of it. Yeah. Uh, but we, we were lucky enough that we set our date uh, two years in advance, and then COVID happened during that middle year. So we were like, well, uh, this doesn't hurt us. We're, our date is safe. Yeah. But um, but that must have like did something to you. Like, like, like when COVID first started, you're like, oh, like this is going to be interesting. It, I don't think it did for me at first, simply because I was unsure how long the whole thing was going to stay around. No one knew. Like, right. Everyone thought it'd be like, Oh, it'd be, it'd be like a month. Whatever. Yeah, I was like, yeah, a month. This is going to run rampant. Maybe three, three to four months or so. But, um, yeah, so we, it, it was real. The wedding wasn't terrible. Cause we, we, as we went along and got closer to it, we saw restrictions lifting. Yeah. So while we were kind of working out the details and figuring out some of the plans, um, we were like, all right, this isn't our wedding should be safe. We, we kept the number below the certain amount that was recommended based on the size of the venue, because yeah. it was technically an outdoor venue. Um, even though it was a barn, yeah, it was considered outdoor. So under the CDC and all the regulations, we were like, okay, our, we are safe in the sense that our wedding is going to happen. Yeah. And if it wasn't, it was just going to be us and our bubble. And we were still going to go there probably have way more fun than what we needed to have. Um, yep. But the biggest thing that was, I think it was the biggest stressor was the honeymoon. Yeah. So because our, our honeymoon was in Ireland, so yep. it, it was international. Uh, there was a lot of regulations to fly international. Um, we had to have our COVID vaccines. We uh, had to okay. have uh, 
boosters. We, oh no, they didn't have boosters yet. We had to have vaccines. We had to have negative COVID tests. Like there was a lot of holes we needed like, to, to jump through in order to make that happen. So yep. much so that we needed a negative test. I want to say within 48 hours was, yeah, the, like, of our flight. The day of or 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. We were setting up for the wedding. I think you, yeah, you came with me. Uh, we were setting up for the wedding. I had to go because yep. I had to go to like a, a walk-in place to try urgent and get a, care, like, urgent care to get <laughs> just to get a COVID test so that I could fly on my honeymoon. Yep. Um, because we we were in York, PA, which is a pretty big populated area. Yep. You know, it's not shy of places to get COVID tests at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, we managed, and we had tried for days to get an appointment to get a COVID test. Uh, we managed to find one. I gave it to Bree. You know. So she was able to do that. I think she even found that one. So it worked out anyways, but um, I couldn't find one. So I went to urgent care and I went, Andre, how long were we there? Like four or five hours? It was a while. It was, like, too, it was too long for just one test. Right. And I'm sitting there and people are hacking and I'm like, I'm going to get sick or get COVID for my wedding and mm-hmm. my honeymoon. And it's going to be because I have to come here to get a test. Yeah. Um, because I had sent you out to get a bunch of yep. things needed for Could, the wedding and I was getting calls. And, no CVS, Walgreens, nope, nothing, nothing. Nothing. But I think that was the most stressful time because then I had to wait for the results to come back. And like they didn't come until like after I was married. Like it was yeah. terrible. And we had to fly out the next day. And we were like, our honeymoon is paid for, our car is paid for, our all of our lodging is paid for. Like this is thousands of dollars that we can't get any money back on. Yep. Like, so that's, that was pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. 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 So we, when we were getting ready to get on the plane, yeah, we didn't have them. Like we had no idea if I was going to be allowed to get on this plane or not. It was to that type of level. Um, extremely frustrating. And then we had to get more tests when we got over there. We had to get more tests before we flew to England from Ireland. And we had to get more tests to fly back. It was oh my gosh. It was exhausting to to navigate that international flying situation. Yeah. So that that was the most nerve-wracking part of preparing for the wedding yep. was the honeymoon and all the COVID regulations it had put. So with with that all in mind, and I know this this um this episode just kind of steered in this direction. I just started talking about my wedding and my honeymoon. um, That's fine. Did that like kind of alter your honeymoon plans at all? Like, like maybe, maybe Ireland, isn't it? Isn't it? Maybe we do something else. It. So yes, we had a backup plan. Okay. Um, and not, we had a backup plan up all up until I think the second stimulus is when we stopped investing at all in the backup plan. Cause we were like, Nope, we're all in now. It's looking, it's looking all right. Yeah, we're, um, we're getting that money. <laughs> well, and it, it wasn't even about the money. It was um, international flights happening. Yeah. Because they were on shutdowns and whatnot for a while over there. Yeah. So um, we had the thought of just renting a, a small RV and just driving west. Mm. <laughs> we were going to, from Pennsylvania, we were going to, uh, no, from North Carolina, we were going to start driving west, um, get out to the, the Colorado type area head down into to Texas, spend some mm-hmm. time in Texas and do the whole Southern ring of the, the whole Southeast to central um, region of the States. And that, gotcha. that's what we were going to try and do mm-hmm. for two weeks instead of, you know, flying out and doing all that. Um, 
that was going to cost more than going to Ireland yeah. and England and yeah. back. Like it was crazy. Insane. Then you got to think about um, all the uh, sub factors, gas, yeah. food. Well, and we, we, when we were pricing things out, we priced that in, involved in, you had to, when you rent an RV, you have to pay mileage like per mile. Like, no, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Was not even close. It was to like, worth you it. know what? Let's just put all the stress into going to international and uh, hopefully it works. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. It, it luckily it did. It was, <laughs> I'm sure um, that was a huge lift off your chest. Oh, it was giant. And if I like people there, weren't really wearing masks they were kind of through the worst of it already at that point so their social lives were somewhat back to normal yeah um yeah so double checking with my fact checker over here in case you guys haven't put together (laughs) it is my wife um we did have to like wear it into inside into restaurants and stuff like that um and I, i was getting there um we, we did have to take our vaccine cards with wow. us everywhere we went. That's crazy. And so they had to check it. They had to write our name down, write our phone numbers down. Um, they really took contact tracing seriously because oh if, if they would have, uh, someone would have tested positive in the restaurant, they, they were supposed to call the restaurant. They then pull the log for the day and the time. And they call everyone saying, hey, we had an, uh, a positive person while you were in here. You know, yeah. you need to go get tested. So they took it wow. very, very seriously, but because they took it so seriously, their numbers were extremely low yeah. comparatively to a lot of the other uh, rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and they were able to return to a, a more normalized social life much, much faster Yeah, because so, people took it seriously. So during that flight from, so during that flight to, to I, so uh, it was from, U.S. to Ireland, or like, what was your first? Yeah, so um, what was your first stop? We flew out of Baltimore into Chicago. I want to say it was O'Hare. So okay. we went the opposite way. Uh, we sat there forever, and then we flew from O'Hare straight over to Dublin. O'Hare's a good airport. Oh yeah, it's huge. It was uh, wonderful. So we spent a uh, lot of time there. So after you had gone gone through that, that initial relief, where it was mm-hmm. like, I, I can go fly now international. Oh, we were good at, from there on. What was like, what was that feeling like? Oh, like I need, I need a beverage. Oh, that's the first thing we did when we got to (laughs) O'Hare. We were like, I got on the plane. I'm good to go. (laughs) Yes. Talking about how our social life was and how it evolved during COVID and how it miraculously led to Kyle's wedding. Yeah. I mean, which was was fine, which was a huge (laughs) social event that happened. So, I mean, because, uh, during that time, uh, People were afraid to travel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna close it out here, and uh, we're happy, happy whoever came and listened. Um, we'll be eternally grateful for those who listen to it online, whether it's through Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, whichever. We got five platforms. <laughs> um, Find us wherever you want. Yes. So yeah, thanks guys, and we appreciate you. Thanks everyone. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. I'm Andre. And I'm Kyle. And uh, if you like what you heard, come and uh, like, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or right here on Anchor. And yeah. Hopefully we see you next time. Join us for our Facebook Live sessions anytime we post. Awesome. Thanks, guys.